Welcome to Sheer Creativity, the podcast about creatives for creatives. Our sheer creator on today's episode is Adriana Hayes. Adriana is a spoken word poet, podcast co-host of On My Mother, and a mom to Cairo Josiah. Hi, Adriana. How you doing? I am good. How are you? I'm doing good, girl. So tell us more about you, age, where you're from, all the good stuff. Um, so I am 23. I am from Lynchburg, Virginia. Nobody knows what that is, but Liberty University. So that's where I'm from. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so I am a mom. Cairo turned five months today. Hey. Oh, the tears, the tears. So like, oh my goodness. I, I just can't. I just can't. He's almost like, I'm about to start like planning his birthday party. Like that's how crazy it is. Cause it's going to take a while, but yeah. How have the five months been for you? Um, it's been trying at times, but I mean, I wouldn't trade this for nothing. Like, I, I absolutely mm-hmm. love and adore him. And yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say that it's easy, but if you want to know more, just tune into my little my podcast. And Oh, yeah. Y'all better be listening <laughs> to all my mother. Yeah. And that's on period. And you don't have to be a mom to listen. <laughs> yes, I listen. And I be getting all the good insight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So how long have you been writing poetry? I've been writing poetry since I was eight. Um, and then I took a little hiatus um, <laughs> at the middle school because this girl told me like, oh, you can't write. It's not good. So I took a break and I started writing again in college. And ever since then, I've been like performing and, you know, being able to do different things with this. It's been fun. So yeah, when I was eight. Oh, I'm mad at that girl. She didn't know the gift that you had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Everything has for a reason, so I'll take it. Yeah. So what started your poetry journey? Like, did you just have a storytelling ability that you decided to go into poetry with? So I have always been like, I don't know. Like, I've always, I've, I always used to write stories. Like, elementary school, they tell you write two pages, I'm writing, like, five. Um, so <laughs> I always had this ability to write. And I think also because I just loved, like, I just love being able to see things from, like, a different person's point of view. Like, I just love, like, getting into a story and getting lost in it. And, like, oh, my goodness, this is great. And, like, I'm, like, I'm right there. So stories then turned into poems, like literally overnight. Um, my grandma bought me a notebook and I was supposed to be writing stories in it. And all of a sudden I started out writing songs. That's something nobody really knows. I actually started out writing songs and then I learned quickly I couldn't sing. And I was like, <laughs> I was like oh my God. So I was like, okay, well, let me try writing. And then I got into theater. And when I got into theater, you know, you learn about your projecting voice and your acting voice. Mm. And so uh, I started doing that. And then I really saw how powerful my voice was. And that's where literally all of that came about was probably, yeah, like through theater and um, songwriting and figuring out a consent. So. <laughs> Girl, I used to be a songwriter, too. Yeah, it starts there, you know, because songwriting is so easy. And then, like, we, all you got to do is drop the beat. Like, all you do is drop the beat, drop the instrument, and then there you have it. Yeah, it's always, like, 
some of the running themes that I found is that it starts from like childhood and you're doing one thing and then it evolves into something completely different, which is really yeah. cool. Yeah, because like I've been trying to figure out, I have this book and it's like a purpose book. It's like a Christian book, but it, it really talks about gifts. And I feel like at that that point, like I look at it more as we have gifts you know, mm-hmm. that are going to be given um, to other people in the world rather than like it's a talent. You know, like you're really given this thing that God has blessed you with to go out here and really um, show not only yourself, but to serve him and to serve others because somebody needs that. So. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Do you remember your first poem and like how it was entering the creative process for the first time? So I can't remember like my first first poem, but I do remember my first like rap. Okay. Yeah. So my cousin (laughs) who on the bus, and that's when I think it shifted into poetry because I literally just wrote about his life. And it was great. I'm only mind you, I was only like 10. And I literally like made because I don't know, he said something about a rap. It we was children, but (laughs) Um, I I ended up writing for him and that was my first ever, I think, real poem. Um, And then I figured out like, wow, like this is something that's like pretty crazy. Like, this is good. Like I'm writing for somebody else, you know, and Mm -hmm. still being able to do it. Um, But that was my first, my first one I ever performed, I think is a little bit more vivid. That was in college. Oh gosh, college. <laughs> it was in college. And I was sitting in my Pacific class. I, I don't know what, what it was really called, Pacific? but my Pacific history. I love that class. Everybody else was struggling, but I was fine. Oh, I didn't <laughs> take that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I loved it. And, and like I took, you know, I'm sorry, it's off topic. I'm not gonna say that. But anyway, um, <laughs> I was in there writing, and you know what? Now that I think about it, Brian, my mm-hmm. first performance was actually in my speech class. Because we had to write speeches. And you know how you have to come up with a hook? So I ended up, and my speech was about depression. Because I think we had to pick like a a clinical thing or something. And I I picked depression. And I wrote a poem about depression. I performed it, right? Mm. And after I performed it, um, everybody was like, oh, my gosh. Like, oh, my goodness. Like, wow, that's crazy. And (laughs) I was doing the same thing. Like, oh, that's crazy. Um, But... (laughs) But that was my first performance. Wow. I forgot all about that poem. All about it. Wow. Yeah. I love it. It's all about putting the creative with the practical. Like, I'm going to do this speech, but y'all going to get a taste of this poetry now. That's what I'm saying. I think I forgot. I don't even know how to do it. And somebody had, like, the same thing as me and he was like your hook was so much better than mine and I, just, I still don't remember him he was the cutest little sweetest guy oh my goodness he was so <laughs> I think he had a twin or a brother or something he was great but yeah okay <laughs> yeah. so where do you draw inspiration to write um usually it's when something's weighing heavy on my chest like I think that's where it comes from like I wrote my poem back in college about um, my first one at Apollo, you know, we was dealing with like the whole race thing and stuff like that. And I didn't really know how I felt about it. And and a lot of times I'm not really good with words and telling people how I feel and, and being, um, what am I saying? Being clear on what I'm trying to say. 
So poetry allows me to be clear and it's allowing me to not have a filter because I'm a very filtered mm. person. I'm a people for you. And so when I do poetry, you know, oh, that's how she really feels. You know, mm. even when I wrote, even when I wrote my one and I performed it for um, the talent show in school and, you know, all my, uh, let's say, how do I call them? How do I call it? My little heartbreaks. <laughs> and I, wrote okay. a, I didn't know how I felt about them. And then I found, like, when I put it onto paper and I and I actually wrote it down, I was like, bro, that's how I feel. Like, that's how I feel as a woman. Like, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> That's really where it comes from. If something's weighing like heavy or if I don't know how to explain it, that's how I can explain it. I'm going to provide a little context for our viewers here. (laughs) So we went to Bridgewater College together and that's how I know Adriana. Yes. And Bridgewater, we call it BT. Um, It's in the middle of farmland. You ain't going to be able to find it. Mm -hmm. It's near JMU. That's all you need to know. Yeah. But, um, they used to have Apollo. If you know what Apollo is, you go up on stage and do your thing. People can boo you. And we've seen some boos, but mm-hmm. Adriana ain't been booed. <laughs> she gonna let you know how it is. And she has just this, this voice that you have no choice but to be clued in. You, you glued to what she's saying. So just wanted to let y'all know that's what she's talking about. And yeah. we also had talent shows and I mean, Adriana, we was waiting for her to come to the stage. That's how great it was. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, my so goodness. how do you combat writer's block or the lack of creative energy? A lot of when I, I have writer's block, it's when I have something really going on that I don't want to address. So it's because it's I said that a lot of my poetry and a lot of what I do comes from what's like like here, you know, like what what is really bothering me. So a lot of the times when I don't write, it's because I don't want to address what's really bothering me or I don't want to address mm. it you or I want to put it to the side. So with that, I think a lot of the times it's praying and it's like, God, like show me what it is I need to deal with because also with your gift, like I said, you serve others and you're serving God with your gift. And so mm-hmm. when it, when you make it personal, like you, like a lot of the times, and I'm getting out of that. I'm getting out of that because the other week I had a performance. I did not want to perform. I did not want to go there, and I performed, and I had writer's block and everything. And and a lot of the times, it's it's not even writer's block. It's just the fact that I don't want to do it. Like I don't want to do it. Like I'm done. I'm tired. I feel like I'm in the same spot I was a few weeks ago. You know, and I went and like. I did one about pregnancy and it was really, really, really deep. You know, it it talked about how hard it was. It talked about how lonely it is, how lonely it is to be a mom. And, you know, there was mothers out there crying, you know? And so then, and then in those moments, it's like, you know what? This is not about me. Like, this is Mm -hmm. not about me. This is the gift that I've been given. And what is a gift if you don't give it away? What is a gift if you just hold on to it? Because somebody, somebody needs what you're doing. Like what you're doing, somebody needs that. And so it, it means it means a lot. And so, you know, to put all that into one thing, um, I think that it's not necessarily writer's block. It's just that I don't want to do it because I don't want to do it. Adriana, <laughs> you just said a word. <laughs> I <don't wanna> <laughs> wow. That's so interesting how it really could be just something that you're 
in a sense, not ready to talk about or still processing or still trying to understand. And really the way out of writer's block is to understand it, is to dive deep into how it makes you feel, the emotions that you have and everything. You better, you better educate. (laughs) And we touched a little bit about your first spoken word experience, like Mm -hmm. after the speech class. So how did you feel prior to performing? And how do you think about performing now that you've had all this practice and all these performances? Um, I think with those performances, it was more so, um, I was nervous. I'm always nervous. But I think that I was doing all those performances because, well, before all those performances, it was a lot of emotion. Because in college, you know, if, if you were close to me, then you knew. But in college, I was very, like, depressed. And um, a lot of those poems came from hurt. It came from, you know, situations. It came from the fact that um, I didn't I didn't love myself. I didn't, I saw performance more so a hindrance at times. Like, my last year, I didn't even perform at uh, BC's Got Talent because I was like, what am I going to do that for? What is that for? What is that about? Um, <laughs> you know, because it, it just didn't feel like it was serving purpose. Like, I'm sitting here depressed. Like, I don't want to do that. I do not want to be in front of the people. Like, yeah. you know, I got dropped yeah. out. And so, yeah. And so I feel like now, you know, as like what I've been talking about, and that's why I go so hard for like, like, and say that your gift is for other people is because now I see that, you know, and that's, and that's just a few weeks ago. Now I see that because a lot of the times, like when, before I performed or when I was performing, it was like, okay, you know, I just did all this hooting and hollering um, and yeah, y'all liked it, but I still feel empty. I still yeah. feel like, you know, I did nothing for myself. Like I'm just out here doing this for others, but um, now I see it as, okay, like, the purpose behind it isn't to isn't to fill me up because I've I've performed on empty and that and in leaving the stage, it was like, like I said, it, it felt like nothing. And I had to realize that the fullness of this doesn't come from the cheers. It doesn't come from other people. It comes from it comes from God. And that's who it comes from. And so when I'm feeling empty, when I'm feeling like I don't want to do it, I have to remember why I do it. And I have to also fill up my cup in order to pour into other people. And so, yeah, I think that's the big difference because college was hard. I mean, you, you got a bunch of 18 and to 21-year-olds in one place. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and we all struggling. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I think that, and also, like, having Kai, I mean, that really, really, really drives me, too, because I want him to see like, oh my God, like my mama is a powerful black woman and she is doing it. She's a mom, Period. she's trying her own business, she's a creator. Like, I want him to see that you can do anything. What you said kind of reminded me. So I went to um, an event in Richmond to see Rudy Francisco. <laughs> I mean, all-time favorite poet for me. <laughs> and he said something that was really like profound to me. And he was like, I went through this period after I was performing and everything, then the pandemic hit and I wasn't doing anything. And 
it was a strange feeling, you know, having to perform and like bare your soul in front of a whole bunch of people. And then they just leave. Then you're like, oh, I thought we connected for a moment. And mm-hmm. now I have to sit here with all of my thoughts again. Mm-hmm. And, to, and then having to be like locked inside your house. It's kind of like, where does, where do I get my worth from now? So it's so important that your work comes from this point of yourself of being full that mm-hmm. I don't need to have the applause of other people. If it helps somebody, it's great. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I know that I'm dope, that I'm doing yeah, yeah, my yeah. gift and what I'm set out here to do. So anybody that's heard Adriana knows that she has a powerful voice. <laughs> so how did you learn how to develop your own spoken word voice that made you feel authentic? You know, I didn't even know I had it. Like when I okay, so there's this trip called VTA. Um, if you're in theater, I, do you know what I'm talking about? I know. Okay. <laughs> I, well, I thought she was in theater in high school for some reason. I was. I was in one, one. Oh, <laughs> well, I was in like the the advanced like theater arts class, whatever. It's two people. It was a lot. But anyway, I did it, and we went to VTA, and I had to do um, a monologue, and the monologue you like you interpret it the way you interpret because everybody does a monologue different and one of my favorite like monologues i think his name is timothy he now is playing um charlie and chocolate factory his name is Timothy. y'all look him up he is amazing but i learned my voice from that because everybody just sat there and mind you like i always had like the little background pieces like i never was the lead or whatever and so i performed and you know in front of all these schools because they basically see like if you can go to like their college or whatever. And after I finished, they was like, wow, like your voice is powerful. Like, oh my goodness. Like, how did you do that? And so I think that's where I got the voice from. I never thought about it. And I never really realized, I never realized like what made my poetry so different. And I guess it is the voice. So I guess, I, I mean, that was the moment that I really figured it out, but I never really paid attention. That's just how I talk. I love it. For the person who is nervous about taking their gift to the stage, what advice would you give them? Um, just do it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I can sponsor me. (laughs) Just do it. Like, for real. And I have a very, you know, powerful voice. But I've heard some poets who are soft-spoken and they tell stories. Like, you don't have to be like anybody else. Like, go out there and do your thing. Tell your story. Nobody's judging you. And people might think, nobody's judging you, you know? Um, but believe believe in the fact that you have something special and somebody needs to hear. Because, like, you, you, you just never know. And that's my thing. Like, you just never know who's in the crowd. We had an event yesterday for my mother. And, you know, we had, like, 10 people there. Um, it was kind of like a live broadcast type of deal. And a girl came up to us and was like, I needed that. Like, she's 22, pregnant. And she was like, I needed that. Like, I needed I needed to know that, you know, there are other young moms out here because it's hard, you know? But yeah, so just do it. Like, like literally, there's nothing <laughs> to do it. I don't even know what else to say. You're going you're gonna to be fine. Yeah, dude, and if you can't remember- out there. 
currently you've taken your spoken word skills to podcast hosting for On My Mother. So what was the purpose of starting On My Mother? And what aspects of your creativity do you think are being used through podcast hosting? So On My Mother was because I saw a gap between young minority mothers not being able to share what it is like being a mom. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're on Twitter, you see it a lot. A lot of women are like, when you have a kid, your life is done. And I wanted to change that because let me tell you, if anything, my kid makes me go harder because I know what life I want to create for him. But I wanted to change the narrative of what it is to be a young mom. Like, you know, I'm, I'm only 23. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm young. Most of our, my friends don't have kids. And I think I have one or two maybe friends that have kids at my age. Like everybody starts at 25, 26. So I wanted women to know, like, you have a kid. You're fine. Keep going. Like, you know, we can hide mm-hmm. from someone and push troll at the same time. Like, it, it is fine. <laughs> Like what my poetry does is being able to have that confidence to tell my story and not feel ashamed. Because when I'm doing poetry, you know, as you said, like you're bearing your soul, you're telling your story in front of a bunch of strangers. And so I feel like with this, it's it's enabled me to do that. But it's also pushed me because I have a, another host, my co-host, my best friend, and she pushes me, too. So it's something that definitely takes me out of my comfort zone. And makes me feel like, okay, like I'm doing something for someone. And um, even the people who aren't moms yet, like it's good to know. Cause I ain't know nothing. Girl, when I tell you about 96 people in my life are pregnant right now, and <laughs> and they be telling me stuff, and I'm like, I don't, I don't understand. I didn't know there was this many steps to this. Um my my cousin actually had to sit me down and show me her ultrasound because she was like, mm. look at the face. I was like, girl, I don't see it. <laughs> I was hearing from other Black women about motherhood. We see enough of other people. Yeah, We need to see ourselves in this type of concept. Oh, thank you. Oh, you know, my father is coming, y'all, so I'm excited. Okay, fathers. Coming. Ready? Coming. Yeah, because they need some support. <laughs> yeah. Fathers don't get no love at the baby showers. They just... They be going through it too. <laughs> so my last and final question for you, Adriana. Girl, you've been you've been giving us some good wisdom over here. <laughs> I am really enjoying this. <laughs> so what is your hope for your creativity in the future? I think really to change, like I said, change the narrative but also help, um, I think, help to bring some light to what it is to be a Black creator, um, mm-hmm. to be a Black mother, a Black young mother. Uh, I, th- I think that's where I'm at right now. It's just being able to, to show women um, of all backgrounds and stuff that you are capable and you are able and you're not, you're not by yourself in this. Like, it feels only it's overwhelming, it's overstimulating, but you you can do this. And I, th- I think just to be able to change and help communities and to bring, um, because we're doing a lot of like community oriented stuff and mm-hmm. to be able to do it in Lynchburg is good. But like I said, on Facebook, this is about to be global, you know, to be able yeah. to go into communities and to different cities 
and really like help them and, and help those those places and to help change those places through art, through creativity, I think is going like that's gonna be dope. Like I'm I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's so much stuff we have planned just for here. And one day we'll be in different states, we'll be in different cities and be able to touch those places and be able to make a difference in those places. So right now, that's why I think we're going. That's why I want to go. That's, that's where I know you're going. Oh, thank you, Barry. Thank you. All right. Well, we've reached the point of the podcast where we do Raya's top five. And it's five lightning round questions. Just say the first thing that pops into your head, okay? Are you a morning or evening creator? I'm a morning. Okay. Mm -hmm. Your favorite work that you've created thus far? Oh, my mother. (laughs) Introverted or extroverted? I'm both. Okay. All-time favorite album? I'm going to get it right this time. Black. Is it Atlanta? Atlanta Love Letter? <laughs> and your happiest moment. Having Cairo. Oh, y'all hear Cairo in the background. Hey. Make sure you follow Adriana on her poetry page, which is at sincerely underscore Adrianisha. And follow the On My Mother podcast at On My Mother with an A. No mother, <laughs> it's mother. <laughs> podcast. You can tune into On My Mother on Apple Podcasts or anywhere. Really? Spotify. That's what I listen to. Okay. Well, you mm-hmm. can listen to them on those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Thank you for coming, Adriana. You, this was real good. You're welcome. No, I, I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Thank you.